Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rents, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing to help us manage our teams. I looked at my TGFBI team, like pretended like it was in a vacuum, and I was just like, is this a really bad team? And I was like, no, it's really not. And I look at the ownership, and it's not like I'm out on some crazy limb. Like, everybody that I'm starting is at 100% ownership. <laughs> so, like... This is what I love about the Mike Peterson teams. It's the sum of the parts is worse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's, I don't You do that sometimes no. in fantasy, which is, it, like, I... It's a skill by itself of... You're, you're absolutely right. I have taken ostensibly contributing players from a fantasy perspective, and somehow, when I put them all together, <laughs> they are bad. The team, is just, the team is just not workable. Well, yeah, right. You take, let's say there are 10 guys, and the fantasy experts are, are like on eight of them for some certain reason. And then somehow seven of them are the guys that just fail. You know, and the fantasy experts are like, okay, well, that's one of my calls. Didn't go well. But for you, it's like, fuck. I... <laughs> like, yeah, how did, how did I manage to align the stars the wrong way? <laughs> like, every single... Well, it's funny. In our, so in our home league, you have Brandon Woodruff, who I thought was the biggest candidate to be the, like, the guy who everybody is like, I think that he might be a top 10 pitcher. And I, in the back of my head, I'm like, no, Mike has him. He's got to, <laughs> he's got to be like a top forty pitcher at the end of this season. But somehow he's done it. And then your TGFBI team is full of guys that have done the opposite. I mean, I run down my team, and I'm just like, what? What is wrong with this team? Like, it's a fine, it's a fine group of guys. There, I just, I keep going back to the ownership thing because I, I like look at this and like they're all 100 percent owned. Like, what? Like, how is it possible that this team is doing this? I did the same thing. I, we, we talked about this last week. I did the same thing and looked at my team and was like, you know what? I'm not going to panic. There is going to be some regression to the mean with these guys. This is looking unluck- unlucky. And this week, I, I broke 200, Mike. You did. You did. No, I think, I mean, yes, I understand that it's still it's still too early to panic from a perspective of like, I would like to make it into the top 200, but it's not too early to panic for like, for like, I would like to make it to the top 100. Like I basically <laughs> managed to, I mean, we're 20, teams are 20 games in, right? So we're eight, we're an eighth of the way through the season. That's really hard to recover from if you're, if you spend the first eighth of the season in the 400s. I, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't, I think that you're, I think that you can still make it. If you, if you kick ass. So we're not quite at the point. I thought about proposing, when we were talking about what we should talk about today, I thought about proposing the gamesmanship aspect of TGFBI, like the sense where we've talked about looking at specific categories and asking, well, which category should I invest in in order mm-hmm. to move, artificially move myself up the rankings or artificially or like, you know, which one has the steepest. I've actually been doing that in home runs like i gotta get home runs i have to get out of the home run basement and it's not working yeah 
Well, I mean, but home runs are hard to pick up on the... Like, that's the thing about if you are really... If you're missing out on a category like runs, you can kind of artificially pick them up. You know, there are guys who are out there who are going to grab some runs. And even RBIs to a lesser extent, if you want... You can pick up some RBIs. Of course, that comes with caveats, right? If you want to pick up some RBIs, usually it's a guy who's batting 220 and getting a good amount of RBIs. But usually they're not getting enough home runs that it really counterbalances. So, yeah, I mean, by picking up home runs, picking up saves, those are tough ones. Yeah. And and picking up Ks on from a starter is really tough, too. Well, that's that's the thing. There just aren't really many starters available. So on the pitching side, I have just vowed to stay the course. <laughs> like I, you know, there's there's just there's just not much I can do. I can shuffle things around a little bit. My only pickup was I traded out Zach Davies for Nick Pavetta. Oh. oh. Yeah, but I had Zach Davies, right? <laughs> I mean, I li- I like Zach Davies. Do you? Do you like Zach Davies' stats this year? No. Oh no, no. I like him as a person. <laughs> I don't like him as a as a fantasy player. Usually, whenever he's on my team, he starts to shit the bed. Your next thing here is that you have no, AL talk about here. bad yeah. teams number one. The Red Sox are not bad. I don't know what you're talking about. They're not a good team. They're not a good team, but you ri- literally wrote bad teams here, and bad they're not teams. a bad team. You know what? I do think that they're a bad team. If if they were last in this division, would you be shocked? No. No. Well, that's the whole point. <laughs> well, no, I, I would be because but I, I am shocked, right? Because Baltimore is not the team that we thought they were. They're a little bit better than than you yeah. thought. Yeah. Yeah. So I would I wouldn't necessarily be shocked at the uh, the reason I would be shocked that the Red Sox Red Sox are last is not that the Red Sox are bad, but that the Orioles are good. Better. Well, I, I wanted to like shoehorn this into like bad teams doing better than you expected because i kind of want to talk about the orioles too mm-hmm. orioles aren't aren't are a bad team doing all right you know i think i don't know how much of this is all of the other factors is helping the teams that shouldn't be doing well like do better than they should i, I don't know i guess yeah i think the red sox are a bad team they're doing great right now i could would not be shocked if there's a week where they lost seven straight um that's called it we call that a twins week but yeah 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 well your team is yeah your team is the uh poster boy child well because they were on the wrong side of the other team one of the other teams that you listed here the a's Mm -hmm. right the the a's are i so okay you've listed three teams red sox a's kc which one of these is actually the worst to you i think that in a vacuum kansas city is the worst team but I don't understand why, because I really like a lot of the individual players. But if you were to ask me preseason, which team did I did I think was going to be the worst at the end of the year, I would have said Kansas City. Oh, I I accept that. Yeah, for sure. I because I don't think that the A's are actually. I don't think that the A's are that bad. I think okay. If I was ranking these, I would have said Red Sox, A's, KC in terms of like end of season where they would rank so and you know what i'm still standing by that i actually think that's i actually think that's still in the end going to be the correct order for these teams okay it might be i i mean i i'm just i I like i like kansas city i want them to do well i like looking at their 
they're just a lot of individual players on the hitting side that I look at. I'm like, oh, just come on. You can do it, right? <laughs> well, today we kicked some stuff around with TGFBI. Maybe you are also in a scenario where, where we are uh, looking to do a little bit of writing the ship with, with pitching. So we wanted to talk about guys that we identified, three each, and the reasons that we identified them and just kick around some, some thoughts on how we can actually improve our pitching going forward. And I have a really simple simple one for you here, actually, because you know I tend to, I don't know, mic it up and, and overthink how I pick guys. So I'm not doing that today. All right. um, just giving you, I did a, <laughs> no real algorithmic clustering, just mental clustering here. And I asked myself the simple question of like, do you like Shane Bieber and Garrett Cole? And I'm I'm gonna go and assume that the answer is yes here. Yes, yes, yeah. I I I do actually. Interesting enough. So I was looking for guys that have similar outcomes to them in launch angle exit velocity space. Things that we like, right? That we we sort of feel like we have an understanding. So let me tell you, uh, because I, I started with this idea like, well, I think guys that tend to be available on the waiver wire are the ground ball-ish pitchers because everyone's optimizing on guys that are getting high K's. Right. So let me look for guys that are that are inducing, you know, weak-ish contact, mostly ground balls, gonna try and keep my ERA and whip low. So I looked at Shane Bieber and Garrett Cole. Shane Bieber, average exit velocity 89 miles an hour, average uh average launch angle of 10 degrees. That's pretty good. Wow. That's mostly, you know, you're wow. keeping it pretty low in that scenario. Garrett Cole, a little worse, 92.2 miles per hour average exit velocity, average launch angle of 21 degrees. So he's, he's, getting, he's getting a couple more up there, a couple more line drives. So I, I sort of took those as the limiting case. Um, I, love, I love Shane Bieber. So I was like, well, let's look for guys that are closer to this sort of 10 degree range. And I came up with three guys who are pitching regularly, weren't necessarily lauded before the start of the season, so you might be able to get them. You might be able to find them find them on the waiver wire. Maybe, depending upon how deep your league is, you might be able to trade for them, depending upon what the guys are thinking, what the other people in your league are thinking. So I've got Kevin Gossman, Nate Ivaldi, and Antonio Senzatella. Do you like any of these guys? Just off the bat, off the top. Oh, these are all three guys that I have looked at on the waiver wire. Long and hard. Sensatella is my most out there of these three. One thing that I like about Sensatella, lowest average exit, uh, lowest launch angle of the three. Of these mm-hmm. three. His mean launch angle, four degrees. That's like a prerequisite in cores. Yeah. So I was like, so I actually feel more confident about him pitching in cores. Like, okay, just keep the ball on the ground. So Sensatella, yeah, four degrees for average launch angle. So he's he's not putting much up in the air. Um, Eovaldi, six degrees. Kevin Gossman, 12 degrees. So they're all in that Bieber-y range that I like to see. Okay. So so I think, what I, I guess what I'm trying to say, oh, and their their ex, average exit velocities are all around 89 degrees. So in that, in that Bieber range again. So I'm not saying that these guys are going to turn into Shane Bieber. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, because none of, none of the three of them are cranking out K's like crazy, Eovaldi a little bit. But I am saying that the successes that they've shown so far this year seem to be borne out by something that you can explain. 
in the sense that, you know, I found this, like, if you look at the, the average launch angle, I like what they're doing in the launch angles. I don't, I, so I actually watched Sensatella on Saturday. Uh-huh. I put on the uh, Phillies, um, Phillies Rockies game. Okay. He's a guy. He's, he's a guy. And they were, they were connecting. I don't know that team is good enough defensively for him. So I did, and I that did worry about ballpark that. is tough to defend. You do have this tier. It's kind of interesting. You do have this tier in terms of like what the availability would be. Kevin Gosman. I don't think Kevin, Kevin Gosman is probably not available in most leagues right now, but there could be leagues where he's available. I, I would take him first. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that him moving to San Francisco, better ballpark, a decent defense, and just a change of scene from Baltimore, similar jersey color, but whatever. Nate Eovaldi is probably available in those in some of those 12-team mixed leagues. I think that he's a good one to try to get some innings out of, and then you can drop. You don't have to feel bad about dropping him when he gets hurt. Wow, okay. And then Sensatella is in a TGFBI, like, you know, maybe this guy can do it for a little while. Not enough Ks. Ah, just... I but that's but okay. I should have prefaced this by saying that I think that the reason that these guys are more available than they would be is because they're none of them are known huge K guys, right? So well, I'm I'm right. sort of and, optimizing. You, know, you did you did? I was just yeah. looking at it again and I was like 15 Ks in 25 innings. That is not, no, they're no, they're not getting not Ks. Good. But my TGFBI team is hurting on ERA and WHIP right now, <laughs> so it's kind of like well maybe maybe I can find a guy to do this for me. So I'm actually I'm going to keep an eye on these statistics in in general, like keep an eye on ground ball pitchers and see if I can see if I can sneak a couple out. Let's talk so about I you guys. Gave, I gave you I gave you three guys. Mm-hmm. These aren't in probably the order that these are in an order, but I don't know why you would know what that order is. Um, I've given you JT Brubaker, Danny Duffy, Alex Wood. I'm trying to imagine what order you have in your head. And I, I got I got nothing. <laughs> I have I have no idea. This is Delta in ownership over the last seven uh, days. Um JT Brubaker is about sixty percent owned right now. Forty percent increase over the last seven days. Danny Duffy is seventy five percent owned, thirty five percent ownership change, and Alex Wood is thirty five percent owned, about a twenty five percent change over the last seven days. We're deep enough in the season, I think, that people are looking again at pitchers on teams that we thought might have been bad, taking another good look at them. You know, like yeah, like Brubaker on the Pirates. Like, should I? Like, are, what about that? And Duffy, we already talked about the we already Kansas talked City about love. Kansas City, right? Yeah, and to some extent, I think the Giants fall into that too. They're not a good team either. No. Yeah. So I think I think we're far enough that. You know, everyone's nobody. Nobody would draft them because there's concerns about the team. But now we're far enough into the season that everyone's taking a look at them again. Yeah, Alex. I, I don't know. Alex Wood is this finally his opportunity to be a starter <sighs> in a, I mean, in a hitting park? <laughs> his. I do not want to be deceived by Danny Duffy again. <laughs> as a as a repeat Danny Duffy owner. Ah, I I mean. 
do you see anything that's different this year? Like, why why would we like Danny Duffy this year if we hadn't in the past? <sighs> well, I mean, the thing about Danny Duffy is has had good years. I mean, we can't you say you don't like him, but it, it's always been a mismatch of expectation to outcome with him. But yeah, his his what his last decently good year. But this is the thing. One, one of the, he's so much more of a guy that you have on a roto team than on a sure on a head to head. Sure, because over the you look at some of these stats and you're like, well, that you can live with that. Um, when if if you're only if you're only in there when he's pitching, he's got, always got a high whip. I think I that would be the thing. I, know. I think that would be the thing. We we know that his ERA is going to regress at best to like three. And it's at 0.39 right now. But his whip is at 1.04. No way that ends a season below <laughs> 1.2. Yeah, exactly. And so that's the thing that scares me is that, like, you see, if we're catching the upswing of the Danny Duffy curve, and you know there's going to be regression later, a lot of people are going to be left holding the bag, owning Danny Duffy, when he, go, when he goes that for that 0.3 regression in whip. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. huge. That's going to be big. But he can strike guys out. That's the difference between him and Brubaker. And, everybody, um, Alex everybody Wood, out there. Uh, <laughs> um, except for Nate Valdi. Yeah. Except for Nate Valdi. Sure. Okay. So if you if you're down, if you feel like you have some ear and whip to play with, and you really need K's, Danny Duffy's a good pick. And I think that we're saying, I think that that team could continue to get wins. I think, especially if you're in like a. Wasn't there a year that Kansas City was like number one going into the All Star break and then somehow missed the playoffs? <laughs> that sounds like Kansas City. That sounds like sounds like Kaufman Field. Denizens okay, but of I, Kaufman I Field. If I had Ira and Whip to play with, why would I pick Danny Duffy over Robbie Ray? Is that ah, all right? Maybe there isn't a case to be made. I can accept that. No, let's do it. Let's head to head. You have okay. Robbie Ray. I have Danny Duffy. End of the season. Which in the four categories? I mean, we could add over. saves if you want to, but yeah, sure. You don't want a David Price situation here. <laughs> that was bad. That was hilarious. I like the I like the alliterative pitcher battle here. Oh, the D's versus the R's. Yeah. So, is is there something interesting that we could do? Do you want to do appearances? You want to do innings pitched as the fifth category? Oh, I think that would be good. Game started. Game started. Okay. And it's not the rest of the way. It's full season. So full you're spotting season. me a yep. little bit. It, it, it has to be full season. I don't want to figure that out. I don't actually think I'm spotting you. Like, do you really think that Danny Duffy's .39 ERA is going to stamp? <laughs> no, no, that's, mind, that's a, no, that's my whole point is I wanted, I need to keep those that low uh, earned run rate. <laughs> yeah, we can't do the rest of the way or it's, there's a good chance it's over. No, that's fine. Um, Okay, what what do you want to say about Brubaker? I mean, he's got he's got very light track record. He's on a bad team, and he's obviously overperforming. Obviously, um, well, or he's or he's got really high curve spin because he's juicing the ball or something. But he's got no track record. I wouldn't say no track record. Like I I recognize that we that I've spent a lot of time saying ignore twenty twenty, but if twenty twenty is all you have to go on which it is for Brubaker. Like, we have we have nothing, no majors appearances before last year. But we have to rely on that. Also, he's 27, so he's not, like... 
So this is his year. I mean, in the wow, okay, in a, in a sense, this is when he's supposed to age into being the guy he he is. I mean, the year that he had last year is not terrible rookie stuff. I mean, the number that I like the least is no is his win number was one. In nine games started, he got one win, which is where I have the concerns about him. Is if he's going to have a K per inning, he's if he let's say he his WHIP goes to this goes up to his career average of one point two four career average. Who knows what that is? And his ERA goes up to goes up to three something. He's not going to get wins, so you're really asking for him. You need to rely on those other categories. But I think he can get. I think he can continue to get a K in inning. I bet you he could end the season with an ERA under four, and I bet you he'd have a WHIP that's not terrible. Uh-oh. He's because if you okay. look at his minor league numbers, he's a he's a decent to good pitcher in the in the minors over his career. Yes, yes. <laughs> I look look. I I I think it's fine. I think it's fine to pick him up. I do think it's fine to pick him up. I, I'm going to give him a pretty short leash because I'm sure. I, yes, absolutely. You have to give him a short leash because he's not going to accrue the wins. So there's no point to, there's no point to have him if his, if he's blowing up, right? And drop him. I do. I things that I do like that he has a a five pitch arsenal and he uses them. Yeah, I it. He actually might be a guy that you you pay attention to if he gets traded at the end of the season to a contender. He might might be in a good role. Put him put him on the uh, put him on the long term watch list. Put him on the Twins. See how he does. Don't don't even tempt me there. I'm so low as you know from our Barrios conversation earlier. I just whatever whatever. Well, so okay. So let's see. So we're saying you could you could do a flyer on all six of these guys depending on league dependent. Yeah. If we had to rank all these guys, who would be Gosman, Avaldi, Sensatella, Brubaker, Duffy, Wood? If you could say you can add one of these guys to your team, which one would you? Which one? Would <laughs> well, despite everything, where I said I was looking for guys that appear to show more sustained ERA and WHIP, I'm going to go with Nate Avaldi for the case. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think. I might do wood. I see. I think I. I actually, my second choice would be would be wood also for this for the same reason though. But uh, you know, I spent all this time saying that I like their sustained track record, and now I'm just defaulting to the K pitchers. <laughs> I would do wood, and then I would take Gosman. Would be the guy from from your side that I would I would think about. Gosman sustained success. Um, yeah, I think he. <laughs> Seems really like San Francisco is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just about to say that. I think that about brings us to the review session. Corey Seager. Corey Seager of the of the Los Angeles Dodgers. I um (laughs) right before I get to his stats. Love your comment. Less doofy version of his brother. Agreed. It's whenever I see him, that's the first thing that I think is like, wow, the younger brother is a little less doofy. That's good job. So, uh, 2021 stats, lots to lots to like, actually, here, in my opinion. He's 21 games already. Man, it's crazy they were 21 games into the season. Don't know how that's happened. He's got, he's inching up to almost uh, almost 100 plate appearances here at 98. Three home runs in that, 13 runs, 15 RBIs, like that balance. 
Uh, no stolen bases, a little unfortunate. 264 average. I'm expecting some regression up there. Um, not doing too bad on Ks, getting some walks. Decent stats. He doesn't get stolen bases, does he? Nope. Didn't steal bases. Yeah. Yeah. He's a guy. So it's funny to me. We went from, like, we've somehow gotten into the he's a guy phase of the reviews already. He's a guy. Like, how did that happen? You mean how how to fall off a cliff this fast? Yeah. Yeah, but we're going to go really fast. We're going to go in, into the guys that are more interesting because they're one-dimensional. Like, this is the thing. You have the... Okay. The, the curve is you have either... You have the kind of five-tool or um, just elite talent at four-tools guys. And then that kind of goes to the ones that have a higher-risk profile. And then all of a sudden, you hit the guys who are lower risk profile but then lower ceiling (laughs) that's where Corey seager is i mean he's on a great team which is what's almost the biggest stat that we could list right now he's batting number two like on the los angeles dodgers that is exclusively bat second that's arguably the best lineup spot in all of baseball (laughs) that's the biggest that's the biggest stat that you need to list he's batting two for los angeles dodgers you but should then, probably own him. But then why does he only... He, well, he, obviously he has to be owned, but why does he only have 13 runs? That is a good question. <laughs> that is a good question. With a, with a 264 average, I think we'll have some more regression to the mean, which is like 295. I mean, he, so, he, breaks, he has to break 100 runs, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would okay. say he does. He, has, he hasn't broken 100 runs since 2016, but it seems like he's got to get there. But what is, this, what is this 15 RBI total? What is, his, what is this RBI's leading runs for him? That's presumably not why you drafted him. No, and batting second, that means that he's batting in Mookie a lot. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to say? I mean, I think that this is going to change. By the end of the season, it's going to be like 105-90. On runs to RBIs. Man, 105.90 would be an incredible line for him. It sounds about right, though. 20 home runs, 105.90, 20 home runs, two stolen bases, one stolen base. So, I mean, to be fair, he's never realized those numbers. 95? No. So, you're you're basically arguing that he's going to have his 2016 All-Star season again. Yeah. Well, there's... But there's reason for it. Did he have Tommy John... (laughs) Well, yeah, right. He um, he's only twenty six. His age, his age is the most incredible part about him. I mean, you we can list stats that are not his actual category. ML is MLB category batting statistics that say, "Oh, this guy has real opportunity here." Los Angeles Dodgers batting second, twenty six years old. He's six four. He's huge. I mean, he. I think I've always I've actually always been surprised that he doesn't hit more home runs. Like I, when you especially when you look at him. I feel short like, swing. Yeah, yeah. Short swing. Feels like they should have trained that out of him at some point. Like this is a guy that should be hitting bombs. <laughs> but this is why he's hitting two ninety five. Wow, that's true. Fair. And his brother isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They man, they really are cut from the same cloth, aren't they? Each one of them is looking at the other one and saying, "Like, I'm not going to do that." <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. That's feel not that. me. I do feel that. 
But, I mean, yeah. I I actually kind of... Despite the fact that it sounds like... Maybe sounds like I don't like Corey Seager, I love where you can get him in the draft. Where we could have got him in the draft. Where, yeah, well, no, there's yeah. a great spot in the draft. It was a good value, especially if you'd missed out on all those, all those guys. Which is different from Xander. Well, like, I thought Xander, you had to reach, and he's not that much better than Seager in anything except for stolen base opportunity. I think Seager's just not exciting, so it's hard to draft him higher, right? Like, it's 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 hard to find guys, like, it's easy to find people that are okay. excited right. about right. Xander right. Bogarts. We're, we're three weeks into the season, three scoring weeks into the season. We got to start thinking about this in trade value. Yep. Corey Seager is a great guy to pair in a, like a two for two. I like you that. Get the, you get the second and third best players, and Corey Seager is the third best player. This is where you trade like Garrett Cole and uh, I, I don't know, Javi Baez for Corey Seager and Brandon Woodruff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Just toss in Brandon Woodruff. Um, no, no, no. I, I hear where you're coming from. I think that but which, wait, which side of that trade do you want to be on? I want to be on the side where I'm getting Corey Seager because I think he's, well. No, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying is that you it, you could figure, you should probably trade for him in a scenario like that where you're capitalizing on a a, a number one, a player, player to his position to like increase your stock at, at shortstop. Okay. Okay. I buy that. I, I like Corey Seager. I would go and get him. I think that, I think because he's not doing anything in a very exciting way, that he's probably cheaper than he should be. Yeah. Agreed. Which is why we're not going to talk about him that long. Yep. <laughs> Who we are going to talk about a lot is exactly one of those one-dimensional players, two-dimensional players. Who are we doing next week? We're talking about Tim Anderson, and I there feel like is. I'm really going to have to construct the case. You will. <laughs> <laughs> okay time for a little housekeeping be sure to subscribe to us on itunes and follow us on twitter fantasy tools mind the z thank you mild manner for letting us use your tunes be sure to follow them on soundcloud and facebook feel free to email us with questions or comments send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com again mind the z all i've got left is we're select you buddy we're select you too <laughs>